In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I think one of the difficult things to believe about God being Father is that He is present to every single one of us and our needs. To some of us, before we ask God for anything, we, we calculate it. We make sure to, to think, is this important enough to bring up to God when there's billions of other people who need God, who have things that they're going to ask of Him. People that are probably much less fortunate than I am. And, you know, I don't want to ask and, and feel like a burden to God the Father. And so we can even think, who am I to even feel like I should ask God? And so today's gospel helps clear up this idea that God, although even while He is a Father to the millions and billions of people on this earth, He still is present specifically individually and personally to everything that we have and everything that we are. So Jesus is walking through a, crowds of, a, a crowd of probably hundreds, maybe thousands of people. And as he's going, he's talking to somebody else and hearing the needs of this man, Jairus, who is the head of the synagogue, an important man. And so as he's talking to this man, uh, you know, Jews in that time, uh, especially the men, they, they wore sort of long, loose-fitting uh, clothing. And one of the things that they wore was sort of like a tass or a fringe. And on the fringe of their garments, it reminded the Jewish men to keep that they were, uh, that they were men of God and that they were supposed to keep God's law. And so this woman was walking around just trying to see Jesus, just trying to to just get a touch of him because she was sick for over 12 years. She probably had a hemorrhage. She could not healed by, be healed by anyone. She went to all the doctors, everybody. She tried all the tricks and no one could heal her. And so she's finally thinking, maybe this man, Jesus, the Messiah, could finally be the answer and the medicine and the physician that I've been looking for my entire life. So she finally... She finally grabs a hold just of his garments in hopes that maybe just by that she could be healed. And me as a priest, I can see this happening because sometimes when the priest walks in the church, sometimes when I process in or I process out of the church, sometimes people, they grab the cope that the priest wears as a reminder of how the priest stands in the person of Jesus and they touch this touch our garments, and I'm thinking like, why grab and hold on me? But after reading this gospel, it makes sense. So Jesus asks this question after, after the lady grabs his garments, and he says, who was it that touched me? And Peter thinks this is a ridiculous question. He's like, thousands of people are pressing upon you. What do you mean who pressed upon you? Who, what do you mean who touched you? And Jesus insists, he says, no, who touched me? I feel as if someone touched me and power went through me. So now the story 
completely shifts. The story of the gospel where Jesus is just in the, in, in the midst of a crowd of thousands of people and now shifts where Jesus is surrounded by thousands and now it becomes a time where there seemed to be nobody except Jesus and the suffering woman. It happens that maybe they're in the middle of this crowd, but the entire crowd is forgotten, and Jesus speaks to this woman as if she was the only person in the world. Now one of uh, my favorite saints, All Saints Day is coming up, one of my favorites who shows me what it means to be a great priest and great leader in the church is John, Saint pa- John Paul II. He had a wonderful, robust personality. It was so attractive. This life of Christ just radiated from who he was. One of my favorite things about him is that he valued, valued the person present to him as if they were the only person that mattered. And sometimes when he was meeting with people, he was so uh, into the conversation and, and interested and intrigued with the needs of the person in front of him. And that's sometimes why people complained that he was chronically late to whoever he was or wherever he would go. But this is what somebody had to write about him. I'm going to read you this. They say, despite the killing schedule of his as being a pope, he never rushes things. He focuses his whole attention on me. He has ears only for me. I'm chosen, raised up, unique, the most important one. And yet in some way, some strange way, others are included. He had this incredible, mysterious gift. Even talking to a crowd, even a crowd of millions, he made each and every member of the crowd feel that it is only him or her to whom he speaks. So one day, Pope John Paul II, and uh, he was walking and praying in, in the garden of the Pope. The Pope has a private garden where he prays. The gardener is there. He's digging deep into the soil and his hands are all covered in soil and his clothes are dirty. And he finally sees the Pope and he feels really embarrassed and almost mortified that he can't greet the Pope in a proper way that's respectful for him. And so he kind of looks shamed and he almost hides himself. But the Pope is walking directly towards him. John Paul II, he walks towards him in his long white cassock that the Pope wears. It's pristine, it's super clean. He grabs the gardener's hands and he puts them right on his white clothes. And he looks at the guy dead in his eyes and he says, I don't mind if they're dirty, I don't do my own laundry. So he went great lengths to make people feel seen. He went great lengths to make them understand that although there are billions of people in this world that he might be the Pope for, he wanted them to see that they are still an object of God's desire 
and love. And so Jesus shows us in this gospel that while He is still the God who is present to all of creation, to the past, present, and, and those who are alive, and those who will come to exist in the future, He is present, and it doesn't take away from Him being present and fully invested into you and to me 24-7 with 100% attention. Even if there were trillions of people in the world, it wouldn't make you less any less significant. And even if we were the only person on the face of this earth, God's attention, His love, and care for you is the exact same. And as a matter of fact, if you were the only person to have ever existed in this world, the suffering that Jesus would have went through to save you would be no less. To this woman, to the eye, she was just one amongst the crowd. But again, Jesus spoke to her as if she was the only person in the world. She might have been a poor, unimportant sufferer with trouble that made her unclean, with trouble, this uncleanness separating her from the rest of the world. And yet to that one unimportant person, Jesus gave his entire self. And here, in the Mass, He does the same to you and to me. He gives His entire intention. He, give, he gives His entire self in this Eucharist where we consume Him. Where we have Jesus in His entirety given to us. And God loves us in the Eucharist. God loves us every day as if there was only one of us to have ever existed. Amen.